Hey guys, good morning, good morning, good morning on this Sunday. Hope you're all doing uh, amazing on uh, this beautiful day and uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Shout out to our uh, Clarence people, Buffalo, New York. We'll get them next year, Buffalo. But I hope you guys are doing great. We're talking about our God of wonders and, you know, the stuff of this world, the sports, the competition, the Olympics, and all these things that are going on in our world are just such a small part of eternity, you know, such a small little piece of it all. The, the most important thing is this, that, that we have a God of wonders, and he can do incredible, incredible things. And, and, and um, what we want to see as we live our lives in this world is, is the wonder of God. We want to see the wonder of God and, and, and be in awe of what God is able to do. We, we want to be encouraged by that. And we want to then be an encouragement to other people. Like we want, and I hope what we want is that once we take a glimpse at his greatness and who God is and what he means to us. And we, we begin to understand that better. We'll want other people to know that and see that and feel that in their own lives. And we'll do everything that we can to make that happen. Today, uh, uh, we, we're gonna, we've been merging two different things. Um, the wonder of God uh, in the world and, and in the word along with our core values that we have been touching on over the last few weeks, and I want to continue to move in that direction. And today, our core value as Christians, and these are the core values that we use at our church, uh, five core values. And uh, this one today is this idea of the Bible, the, the actual scripture, the word of God. And, and this is a core value because the church is founded on, it's based on, and it thrives from the Word of God. It's the Word of God that is our marching order. It's our map. It's our compass. It's our light. It's everything that you could possibly think of for, for setting out on a journey that you would need. The Word of God is everything. And, and we've touched on a couple of our core values already. We touched on the idea of teaching, that teaching is a core value that we need to be taught. We need to teach ourselves and we need to, we need to be in the in, in positions and put ourselves in places where we can be taught the Word of God, where we can be in Bible study and we can hear good sermons and we can um, take in the Word of God. We talked about belonging. It's another core value of ours is the relationship idea that we have relationships, that we're a part of a church. We're growing together with other people who love God. And we belong to God and his people. That's an important part of life on the earth as a believer, that we belong, that one of our core values is being a part of a group of people who love Jesus. That is so important. And we talked about prayer last week and how important prayer is. It's our line of communication. It's our vertical relationship with God. And without it, nothing else is going to really matter. If we don't have a prayer life, if we're not striving to be men and women of God, talking to God, spending time with Jesus, letting him speak to our spirit, letting our spirit draw from our mind and the teaching that we have allowed our mind to absorb and to be impacted by the word of God as we 
sit under teaching, as we study the word, as we read the word, the spirit of God then can use that to help us like know God better and, and, and know his will for our life. And so God uses the word and the teaching and through prayer, his spirit guides us. And that's so important. We've looked at his wonder in the world and then we've followed up that thought, the wonder of God in the world, with the wonder of God in the Word. But um, today, I want to just reverse those two things. Because of what, what we're going to look at today, I want to reverse those two things. So instead of looking at the, the wonder of God in the world first and the wonder of God in the Word second, we're going to talk, first of all, about the wonder of God in the Word. In the Word. The Word of God. Right? The Word is incredible. It's powerful. The word of God is able to change you. It is light and it is truth to our path. It is enduring. And it's so much more. There's so many things that we can say about the word of God and what it is to us. It has the power to save our soul. The word of God. There are many ways that the word of God impacts us. And uh, I would like to share with you real quickly at the first half of this message, seven quick things about what the Word of God teaches us and the value and the power of God's Word in the life of a believer. Like for you and me, seven things that the Word of God is trying to do in our lives, in us, or what it does in us and for us and through us and around us and with us. God's active Word with us. And so the first thing is this, the word of God is forever. It's forever. It is for eternity. It is forever and ever and ever. In fact, Matthew 24, 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. God's word was from the beginning of time before time as we know it ever came into be. And it will be, God's word will be after this is all gone. After heaven and earth passes away, the word of God will still stand strong. It will always be. And for you and me who live in time, that's not easy to grab onto. It's hard for us to imagine what eternity is going to be like, what heaven is going to be like, what it will be like for us as, uh, as people living in a realm not like this one. Hard for us in our minds to grasp that truth. But the word of God is forever. And we're not, we're not living in a forever world right now. It is going to come to an end. But eternity is very much a part of our life. The God who made us is from eternity and he will be from eternity. We have just come on to be for a period of time. But our souls are going to last forever. In fact, the prophet Isaiah said, these words about this truth, the word of God is forever. He said this, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the God of the Lord stands forever. The word of, of the Lord stands forever. The word is forever. Truth number one. Quick truth number two, the word of God, the word of God is our source of faith. It is our source of faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says this. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. 
Okay, so faith, our faith in Jesus came to us because of Jesus and because of the word that we, somebody shared with us. At some point, somebody shared the word of God with us and we heard the word. It came into our ears, into our heart, into our mind, and we believed the message of God. And you know, it's not much different than our bodies. Our bodies need certain nutrients to live, right? We need uh, protein, we need vitamins, we need fruits and vegetables. We need these things into our life, nutrients that, that help us or we will get sick. Our bodies will begin to break down if we don't have certain things, if we get out of balance and we don't have certain ingredients in our life. It's important that we have these things. And just like our physical health needs these key ingredients, so does our soul. Our soul needs to feed on, on God, on his word, on his truth. And without the word of God coming into our lives, we will not continue to be healthy spiritually. We will become spiritually bankrupt and we will become spiritually sick and we will eventually spiritually die, right? Um, Remember uh, the parable of the sower. In the parable of the sower, the farmer went out and he sows seed all over the ground. And it fell on four different kinds of, of ground, the path and, and the, the rocky place and the shallow uh, ground and then on good soil. And we know that the only seed that produced a crop was the seed that fell on good soil, right? That's the only seed that produced a crop and so two things have got to happen one is our hearts have got to be good soil but the second thing is the seed the seed has to fall on us it has to come into our our, our being into our presence and when it comes into our presence if it falls on good soil we're gonna grow we're gonna be healthy we're gonna grow up and we're going to become faithful followers of Jesus Christ. We're gonna become solid people on this earth that contribute to the world. And we're gonna become the kind of people God wants us to be because the word of God is our source, not just of life and of health and for eternity, but it is the, it is the source for our faith in Jesus. Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by uh, Satan, remember, for 40 days. And uh, each time the devil came at him, Jesus said, Man does not live on whatever bread alone, but by every word that proceeds or comes from the mouth of God. Jesus himself said when he was confronted by the evil one, that man lives not on bread, not on water, not on on, on the things of this world, but our soul, man's soul, our eternal existence feeds on, it lives on, and it will, it will only be healthy in when it feeds on the Word of God. And so the Word of God is our source of faith. Number three, the Word is salvation. Remember, seven quick things. I just want to hit on these real quick. The word is salvation. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. See what Paul says there? He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God to save me. 
the, the gospel, the word of God, the truth of Jesus is salvation. Every fruit tree, every fruit tree that you will ever see or come upon is supposed to bear some kind of fruit. Now, if a tree doesn't bear that fruit, then eventually that tree is either dead or it will never bear fruit and it'll probably be cut down. But orange trees produce oranges and apple trees produce apples and cherry trees produce cherries. And we love to eat all those things are very good. The fruit that comes from our faith, the fruit that is supposed to come from our faith and the growth that we can expect from that fruit out of our lives, from the word of God being pumped into our lives and we spend time in the word of God, what's going to come out is maturity, it's, it's faithfulness, but ultimately it's salvation. Faith in you and me is going to produce a fruit and that fruit is salvation. You are going to spend eternity with God one day because of the faith that is in you, because of your faith in God, because of your faith in his word, because of your faith in Jesus Christ. And the fruit of that faith is salvation. Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And remember, the, the foolish man who builds on the sand is the person who hears God's word but doesn't put them into practice. So by feeding on the word of God and by living out the word of God, we are like the wise man who put his house on a rock and in the end, it endured forever. It, it lasted. It was saved. And so the word of God is very much salvation. Number four, the word will accomplish, or the word of God will be accomplished. What God set out to do and what God said he would do will always happen. 100% it will happen. Isaiah 55, Isaiah, Isaiah wrote and he said, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish what uh, that which I purposed and shall succeed in the thing for which I have sent it. Do you hear what God is saying through Isaiah? He's saying to us, he's saying to you and to me, he's saying to the people back then that lived in Isaiah's time. He's saying when God says he's gonna do something, it is going to happen. Nothing that God says or promises goes undone. It will all be accomplished in God's time. Maybe not in their generation, but in, in the generations to come, what God said he will do, he will do. Many times we are, we are a part of what God is doing right here and right now, and it's going to be accomplished in our time, in our day, through us. And other times what God is trying to do through us is not necessarily for us in our day, but for our children's children in their day. And so it's important that we do our part right here, right now, what God says, because he's the one who's going to make it happen. He is going to accomplish what he set out to do and what he plans to do in us. Jeremiah 15 verse 16 says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my delight. See, the word of God, the word of God is going to be accomplished. The question is, are we going to consume the word of God? in such a way that it becomes, it becomes part of us. 
It becomes who we are as we live on this earth, as we live our life. We are becoming the living, breathing word of God as God lives his life and his will through us. The world, the, the word will grow us up. It will grow us up unto salvation. The word of God will be accomplished. Number five, the word of God exposes everything. Right? The word of God exposes everything. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, very familiar passage that the Hebrew writer wrote. He said, for the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the, divide, to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and the discerning of thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is the word of God. It is able to dissect us. No creature is hidden from its sight, but all are, are naked and exposed to the eyes of whom we must give an account. Since then, we have a, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. And so the Hebrew writer is saying to us that God, the word, is going to expose everything. You, you may be able to hide some things from God right now and hide things from people right now, but eventually it's going to come out. God knows everything. His word knows everything. And his word, by the power of the word of God, that's living, living, it's active, and it's sharper than any double-edged sword, and it is piercing to dividing even soul and spirit. We, we don't even really understand very well the difference between soul and spirit. But God's word is able to divide those two things. God is able to expose everything, everything in your life, in my life, and everything in the world. Whatever is going on, God is going to at some point expose it. It will be brought to light. God will do it. He will do it. Jeremiah 16, 17 says this, my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face and their guilt is not concealed from my eyes. God says, don't worry about the wicked. They may seem to be getting away with what they are trying to get away with. But God says, I see everything. I see exactly what's going on. They're not going to get away with anything. God is going to expose it. And that's what the word of God does when it comes into our life. It, like, it exposes us. It helps us realize. It helps us realize that we're wrong or that we're in error. It also helps us as it exposes us. It helps us to realize where we're in moving in the right direction. And that's a good thing as well. Number six, the word, the word of God, six quick, seven quick things. Number six, the word of God is not of man. It's not from us. We did not come up with this. We did not create the word of God. There's, there's a number of ideas out there on, on how people think the Bible came to be, right? Uh, some guy just sat in his backyard on the rocks and he he kind of wrote the word of God. He wrote all the Bible out. It all fits neatly together. Some guy just sat, or a group of people came together and together they wrote the Bible out as a group. But here's the problem that we run into with that kind of conclusion. The problem is this, there's 66 books that were written over a period of 
over 2,000 years that covers 5,000 years from the creation of, of the world back in the days of Adam all the way to Revelations, about four or 5,000 years. 40 different authors from Genesis to Revelations. 40 different authors. The Bible covers a period of time, a long period of time. Sure, man played a role in the, the, the writing of the scripture and the process of God giving us the word of God, but God is the author. Man is not the author. We did not write this. In fact, Peter, Peter writes in his second letter and he says this to the believers. He says, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture, he's talking about the written word of God, comes from someone's own interpretation. For prophecy, for no prophecy has ever produced by the will of man. None of it. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. See, it would be impossible for man to sit down and write the entire Bible. It would be impossible for someone back in the day to sit down and write it all out. It would be impossible because there's just too much information. There are too many events. There's too many things that can be checked. There's too many details. There's too many kings and conquests and cities and nations and, and armies, and there's just so many details that go into the, the thousands of years of history. The Bible covers too long a period of time from Adam to Revelation. That's a long time. Thousands of years, civilizations that nobody even has heard of are mentioned in the Bible. And, and then the, by those who lived during those times. So the prophets that wrote of things going on in their time knew what was going on because they were there and they wrote about these things. And many of these things nobody has ever written about because they are buried. They're gone. These prophets wrote these things down. And now in our day, archaeologists discover these things and they find these places and they confirm that these cities did exist, that these people did exist, and no other piece of history talks about these things except the Bible. And so what we find is the Bible is, is the greatest historical book that we have because it goes all the way back to the beginning. And everything written in it was in sequence as it was being done or shortly after it was done, it was written about wasn't somebody who sat on a rock 6,000 years later who wrote about all this stuff and made it all up. That would be incredibly impossible for that to even happen. It's incredible. The Bible is a great historical book that teaches us about man and mankind and our origins and civilizations as they came along. Isaiah wrote and he said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And so God himself says to us that our thoughts don't even compare to his thoughts. Our ways don't even measure up to his ways. He, his ways are so much higher and greater than ours will ever be. And number seven, the seventh truth is this. The word is from God. It is not of man, but it is 
clearly from God. And 1 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is, God, is breathed out of by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Paul shares the value of God's word to our lives, right? He says, you know, the word of God that came out of the mouth of God, all scripture is useful. See what he says? It's useful for these things, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. God's word helps us stay on the right path. It helps us know what God wants for us. When we veer off to get on the wrong path, the word of God, if it's in our life, it, it helps bring us back to the correct path, convicts us, proves us. It is proof for what God wants out of us. It reproves. He is also clear, uh, Paul is in this, in this verse, about the origin of the word of God, where it came from. He says, it is breathed out by God. It is God-inspired from the breath of God to you and to me. The Holy Spirit generated the word of God. Men spoke from God, Peter said, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. You know, we hear uh, songwriters and um, people like that talk about inspiration. What inspired them to write that great number one hit, right? They get up on stage and they say, well, I was in the Rocky Mountains overlooking this valley. And I was inspired by the beauty of an eagle flying through. You know, and they, they got all this inspiration. It's wonderful stuff. Um, and we get, we get a feeling of being inspired. You know, we, many people get that feeling of what that's like. Whether, maybe you're an artist or you're a writer or a singer, a songwriter or, or something else. We understand what it means to get, to be inspired to write something or to put something down that you know is going to like impact other people. We feel inspiration, we do feel that. But biblical inspiration, the word of God, God carrying the, the prophets along by his Holy Spirit, that biblical inspiration is so much greater, so much bigger, so much deeper, and so much more powerful because it's directly from God. It's God carrying people to write and to say exactly what he wants them to say. And as God created the heavens and the earth, he also spoke the written word into existence. He breathed it through his people. Biblical inspiration is, is greater than any other form of inspiration that you and I could ever feel or have. When God, when God is able to grab hold of somebody and use them for his purposes. And that's, that's where we strive to be. I'm just going to wrap this up. I'm gonna, we're going to wrap this up for today and come back and We'll, we'll continue right here where we left off, but, but inspiration is, is our desire for God to use us, to speak to us, that we can live our lives in harmony with God, not just, not just existing on the planet, you know, not just 
going through the motions or making money or having good jobs or all those things, you know, that, that are all part of life on the earth. But, but, but truly, God using us and living in us and, and living through us as he, he writes our story. That's a beautiful thing, that the word of God can come to life in you and in me. How awesome is that? We will see you guys next week, and we're going to wrap this one up on the Bible, on the scripture, the word of God, this core value that is so important to us as believers. You know how we need the word of God. You guys have a great week. God bless.